uh, Vice President of Human Resources, MBI Energy Services. Outstanding. Thank you for joining the programs here today. Now, we like to get an update for the Bakken and beyond from Mr. Patrick Bertinoli. And um, also, he's very active with a lot of the youth. And as we have this big cruise shift, the, the, you know, the retirement's happening. We have a new generation coming in, and then we got another generation after that. So he's working with a lot of those kids. But uh, recently spoke at API Williston. How are you doing today, Patrick? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks, Jason, uh, for allowing me to be on your program today. Yeah, let's start off by your uh, presentation you gave up in Williston at the API. They, my understanding is you got a little speaking opportunity, huh? Yep. Uh, they uh, invited me to be the keynote speaker there. And uh, um, part of my uh, mission there was to kind of uh, provide some information on this whole skills initiative thing so they allowed me to bring uh, some guests with me and those guests included five high school kids from Watford City and uh, one of those kids is uh, we're, we're teaching him how to be a mechanic right now he's a senior he spends half of his day at MBI Energy Services and we're uh, training him how to be a mechanic and then the other four students that I brought with me uh, are what we call ambassadors and these kids have actually come out to our workforce to uh, kind of just share some information about our community and some of the perks of, uh, you know, calling North Dakota home. Um, so, for example, uh, one of these uh, ambassadors uh, talks a little bit about uh, what the school is willing to do to uh, integrate their kids into the school, whether it's take them to dinner, lunch, movie, whatever it might be. And uh, other ones are uh, briefing our work group on just the benefits of graduating from our schools in Western North Dakota with the free tuition program at Wilson State College. And then just a number of other different things. So these kids are doing an amazing job educating our workforce. And our mission is to impact recruiting and retention uh, by enhancing their experience and just educating them. Tell me a little bit about these ambassadors. I'm, I'm looking at some of the information that you provided me here. And uh, right away, I'm looking at where they're from. You know, Wyoming, for example, uh, Idaho, Nevada, Minnesota. Uh, where else are we at here? New Mexico. You know, it, that's that's very to me. That's really important to bring in people from other states to different shale plays, different energy communities to see how it's operating and what's going on, and to um, absorb it, if you will, to have different states involved. Talk to me a little bit about these ambassadors a little more. You know, I, I think. The, the first thing that resonates with me with these kids being from, uh, from different states is just the experience that they're having in Watford City um, and just the engagement there. So, like, one of the folks that I uh, brought with me to the API, uh, her name is Lydia, and she's the one from Minnesota, but she, uh, she wants to be a nurse. And so as these guys are helping our employees integrate into the community, I'm finding out a little bit about their own career interest. But with Lydia... You know, one thing that I found out is just through the Watford City High School, they offered a course through Williston State College last year um, on medical terminology, which is really the, what uh, sunk the deal for, for Lydia to pursue an occupation of nursing. So from a community partnership standpoint, I think that what Watford's doing is amazing. And then also, uh, you know, with that level of interest in Watford, or Williston State College, we had Lydia on a conference call with them with Wilson State College to, to get some information to be able to provide to our workforce on just some more detailed information about that free tuition program, which really caught the attention of our workforce. And being in the medical field, that's pretty tied to the fossil fuel industry. I was reading how much of the um, grid goes to emergency medicine and 
healthcare facilities, that sort of thing. It's like over 50%. So, um, yeah, you know, I think the other thing too, about bringing these ambassadors into our workforce too, is just seeing how motivated these kids are. You know, I know that our workforce is looking at these kids and saying that that could be my daughter, that could be my son. You know what I mean? And, and these kids just coming in from the, the various states, coming into North Dakota and having a good experience. And you can see that just in their presentation. And these kids have no fear of getting in front of, uh, of uh, oil field workers, and they're just doing a tremendous job. We're really proud of them. How's the state embracing this? You mentioned you're in Bismarck quite a bit. So is, is the state really in, uh, facilitating this? Are they resisting this? Are they embracing it? Um, I wouldn't, I would say they're embracing it. Uh, I got a nice message from Lieutenant Governor Sanford and, uh, he said, uh, keep bringing industry, the adults, the schools, the kids together, you know? So I would say they absolutely embrace it. Now I will say, if I'm being quite honest, that I think there's opportunity in some of the other, uh, areas to, uh, you know, maybe be more welcoming, you know, to, to bring industry into the schools and, uh, um, but I, I would say that Watford City is a, is a true example of what it should look like. Uh, I'm on a first-name basis with uh, a lot of the staff there, and in my opinion, that's the way it needs to be for anybody that's in industry is to be on a first-name basis with those schools and the teachers. What have you found has been the biggest resistance for bringing, bringing programs like the Skills and Initiative and industry into schools? I would say just the, just the start, just getting in there. And, you know, for industry to get into the schools, it's uh, as simple as, you know, bring an industry in to help with mock interviews. So I can tell you I'm working on a project right now with Williston High School. Uh, so I've got an HR person over there in Williston, uh, Brittany Kilgore, who I trained um, at B&G Oilfield Services. And so she's doing a, a, an activity or through the Chamber of Commerce in Williston. And her activity is to get this uh, mock interview uh, uh, project started. So we're meeting with uh, Haley Janot who's one of the career counselors at the high school. And so we're going to figure out what our target market is going in to do these mock interviews. And then Brittany's responsibility will be to go out into the community and solicit uh, industry to come into the school based off the feedback these kids give us on the careers that they want to choose. So this is hypothetically, you know, these kids want to be a diesel mechanic, then we'll find industry to go in there and, and uh, provide a real life scenario and examples of mock interviews to help prepare these kids for, for the future. But I would say is getting into schools, uh, it's just starting somewhere. Uh, I do know like a lot of them have got career academy type stuff that they're, you know, in pursuit of. And I would say, if again, if I'm being completely honest, it, it really becomes uh, let's, let's do less talking and more action. You know what I mean? Let's get going. How do you explain what the skills initiative is in kind of a, you know, a short elevator pitch type of a thing? You know, not, not a full on presentation, but just kind of. For some of the listeners out there who may not be familiar with it, just kind of a snapshot of what it is you're talking about. Well, I think the skills initiative, I, the way the simply the way I would describe it is that if anybody wants to go and just Google in-demand occupations in North Dakota, um, that would be a starting point. You know, as far as the skills initiative is maybe positioning these kids for some of the hot jobs that are in North Dakota. And there's a career builder program out there that there's uh, $12 million out there that let's just say hypothetically I need a CDL driver. Um, I'm interested in Jason. I could get you to apply at Wilson State College um, to go through that CDL training. The state would pick up half the tab and I would pick up half the tab. Now, there are some commitments with uh, doing that, but the state has got some money in, in place uh, through the career builder program to help people staff their operations. And it really comes into uh, building that skill. And um, 
and 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 that in part is through the high school and positioning these kids for the jobs that that we need right now to fill in North Dakota. I want to ask you a, a question that you don't necessarily have to answer because it's more opinion based than anything fact based, which is. Oh, about, I don't know, five, six, seven, probably seven years ago, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Um, some of the stories that we were doing were on four-year schools versus trades and how there seemed to be more of a trend for these trades and these two-year schools and, and um, you know, the skills and that sort of thing. And the, maybe the four-year degree isn't what it once was. This almost seems like a... Um, solution to that or a, a, a different option to that to really kind of highlight that kind of same mentality just in a new way and almost get in a little bit to where the kids aren't so much programmed or you know the, the society rules that you got to go to a four-year degree do you know what i mean i'm not trying to get political here but it just there's a sea change happening with with the skills and with the jobs out there and this really seems like something that is probably doing more good than harm you know i think you're you're spot on and you know i actually had the opportunity to be the keynote speaker at a career expo in williston here a few weeks ago and i got to speak to about 410 uh students but i asked the audience uh in each of the sessions that i was speaking at how many of you know what you want to do and if i was to venture a guess i would say 30 percent said they knew what they wanted to do and for the other 70%, what I recommended to them and what I would tell every parent is that I would really take a good look at that in-demand jobs list through the state of North Dakota and then also that career builder uh, program because that is uh, just an amazing way to really see what's hot out there right now and also some money available. And uh, there's going to be some companies as time goes on that really grab onto that career builder program. So there's an answer out there for those people that don't know what they want to do. They just have to do a little homework. Do you know what it is? It is. It is. A lot of it is trade based, you know, so I'll just say that, you know, I'm over in Watford city, so I'll pitch Wilson state college, but you could take a high school kid and go two years and get a diesel certificate through Wilson state college or welding or even nursing. You know what I mean? Or you can get your two years of uh, generals out of the way and go to University of North Dakota as a junior in the petroleum, you know, engineering field. So there's tremendous opportunity out there. And uh, again, if I was a, you know, my kids are grown, but if if I had kids in school, I'd be taking a really solid, hard look at that in-demand jobs in North Dakota. You just hit a very interesting vein of that, which is, uh, I did a story back in, I want to say 2015, no, this was probably 2013, which was uh, pipe fitters, plumbers, and electricians are the deities and demigods of the Bakken, that these guys are just so sought after, and, and it had to do with the shortage of them, and the certification, and because of the new regulations, not everybody was certified. Do you remember those days back in the early you know, kind of where it just seems like everybody, you know, an electrician would go out to dinner and he'd have three job offers, you know? I told yeah, you're, you're spot on. That's uh, absolutely going on. And, you know, the one thing, too, that, you know, on that note, you know, we need plumbers, we need electricians. And you look at some of these smaller communities around North Dakota, you know, in, in my opinion, I'll use Marv at Titanium Plumbing in Watford City as an example. We've kind of educated him a little bit on that cooperative work experience program that, that Watford has. So we're, we're going to get Marv in position to mentor a high school senior next year in plumbing. So 
we have every opportunity to get to know these kids that are coming up in the high schools and position them for those in-demand jobs, plumbing, electricians, mechanics, uh, all that stuff. So you're, you're spot on. And, and last time we talked a little bit about the tools, trades, tech and torque program, and that's coming again uh, in March to Watford City. And uh, maybe we have another conversation that in the future. That's just a tremendous program to create awareness as far as, uh, again, these positions that are live right now in North Dakota. Yeah, the second part of the question I'd like to get your opinion on or your, your knowledge on is that um, when I say, you know, the, the pipe fitters and the electricians and this and that, you know, that was specific, but also it meant a lot of the traditional trade jobs. You mentioned nurses. That's a part of this story. I don't think a lot of people th that they understand that a lot of the community building that's going on here still needs additional Sir, uh, uh, trades and skills that are outside of, you know, the construction and mining industry, like nursing, like certain computer uh, software recognition and things like that. Uh, isn't that true that there's, there's, there are like two-year jobs, uh, certification jobs that are uh, on available out, you know, in, in these oil patches outside of the energy sector? Yeah, there's, uh, <clears throat> you know, nurses is, uh, you know, one occupation I'm very intrigued with as uh, teachers as, as well. So like North Dakota is ranked number one state for teachers, but um, you know, I'm, I'm spearheading a recruiting and retention committee for the state of North Dakota. And I'm um, going to be in Bismarck tomorrow with my committee, but I've got a, a real heavy presence uh, from uh, some very knowledgeable people on the nursing side of things. Cause we're going to try to tackle that as a state to figure out how do we, you know, uh, you know, affect net in migration and uh, get our nurses, uh, you know, population and they'll get those positions filled. So that's a, really a heavy topic for me on this recruiting and retention thing um, and teachers, all that stuff. There's, there's tremendous opportunity here in North Dakota. Um, and I think as a state, we have opportunity to better educate those states around us, you know, to attract people here to our state for these amazing opportunities. So what's the bigger picture in this? You know, you got the you got the tools and the torque, and you've got uh, the keynote speaking, and we've got you know ambassadorships and mentor programs. Um, there's a lot going on, and um, is this all kind of being you know put together in some sort of uh, internal standard operating book or something? Is there a, is anybody taking notes? Well, I would say they're taking notes, and I would say that uh, you know I would describe it as a progressive approach. But it's it's really what I I would say I'm discovering is how important that school is to everything. You know, I've uh, got a nice voicemail from Kirsten uh, Basler, uh, uh, North Dakota Department um, Superintendent of Schools, and she kind of commented on this ambassador program that we have going on. But she said that eight, zero to eighteen year olds make up twenty five percent of our state, but they make up a hundred percent of our future. But what I'm finding is that these kids are so influential and they want to be part of the solution that I think that we're going to be able to utilize and leverage these kids a little bit, not only to help position them for great careers, but also help educate our workforce out here, which will impact our recruiting and our retention. So um, I think it's going to be a full circle, you know, when it comes to workforce uh, development and, uh, and retention. You know, so that's that's really where I'm going with all of this stuff. And then the, the other thing that I haven't really talked about either is that, you know, when you position your management team to be in a give back and mentor uh, state, you're going to get the best out of that employee. And that's really when they're at the peak of their performance, in my opinion, is when they're when they really have a purpose as far as what they're building. 
How are some of the other schools handling this? You know, you've mentioned Watford City quite a bit. You've mentioned um, Bismarck and the superintendent of schools. Are any of the other schools paying attention to this as possibly yeah. a second program down the line? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, what's kind of interesting is I, I do have a presentation that I've been, uh, you know, on tour around the state. It's called uh, Growth and Retention Strategies, Making an Impression That Matters. And I was just in Mandan here a few weeks ago. I spoke to the North Dakota Parks and Recreation um, I hit the Fusion Conference in uh, Bowman. Bowman's got it going on. Um, some good things there. Um, but just have been around the state, and I will say that uh, we took a team of MBI management team into Stanley High School to help out with some mock interviews. That was a lot of fun, and we're working with Williston High School right now. I've uh, been in discussions with Kildeer, with uh, Gary, and um, – um, gosh, I forget his name offhand, uh, the principal over there, but we've been in discussions with them and then also working with Dickinson Economic Development, Sarah Trustum over there um, to get into the schools. And I'll just give you an example. Our rentals division over there in Dickinson, you know, I was talking to the manager and he said that he had to uh, train, you know, one of his employees on how to change a tire. And I was telling him, I said, that's such an easy fix for me. I said, we get into the school, we work with the egg teachers, we have the egg teachers teach these kids how to change a tire. Now they're qualified for the positions that we have in Dickinson. The nice thing about that, you don't have to worry about housing, don't have to worry about any other stuff because they're already here. Anything we left out here today, uh, talking about uh, some of the um, future of the industry, I guess. I mean, tomorrow, you know, right, the kids in school are tomorrow's leaders. Yeah, I think uh, the only thing that I'd say, and we did also go into Belfield too, but what I'm finding too and what I'm trying to pitch to the schools as well is that I know they need teachers and I know they need substitute teachers, but as we enhance our relationship with those folks, I can just tell you one example right now, we uh, one of our drivers in Watford City, uh, you know, we tell them that we'll, you know, assist them with helping family members find jobs and we won't promise them we will find them a job, but we'll open doors for them just with our uh, community partnerships that we've developed out there. But uh, this driver is his uh, wife, Giselle. Um, she's a uh, works at the library at Watford City High School, but we opened that door for her and she would have had no idea that that job was even out there if we didn't have the relationship with the school. And, and Giselle has a degree in economic finance and she's a certified tutor. So it's just a no brainer. But in using that example, you know, with our driver, Patrick and his wife, Giselle, the thing that motivates me about that story is that I think as, as a state, we have opportunity to put more emphasis on fulfilling people's dreams and uh that that's a good example of that so i really think about the conversation that patrick and giselle have at their kitchen table at the end of the day on their experience that they're having in north dakota and again when we put a little more emphasis on fulfilling people's dream then uh recruiting and retention ends up becoming the result all right kind of summarizing a little bit you know um you you spoke at the api uh, keynote speak. You've been doing a lot with the kids. Just kind of give your own little keynote speak here at at the end. Kind of wrapping up what you want people to walk away with this interview from. Um, well, I guess uh, just the influence of these kids, and you know, for all those that attended that API, uh, you know, banquet in Williston, you know, all those leaders, the Williston State College president, the mayor, the mayor of Bismarck was there. You know, uh, people uh, representing our Senate and Congress were there. And I just really appreciate all those people coming up and introducing themselves to those kids. For those kids to, to witness uh, or to actually be able to meet those folks and witness the testimony of all those folks that were recognized at the API banquet was just a tremendous illustration of leadership. And uh, and, and really the takeaway for, for everyone on that, that activity was uh, just seeing you know, the, the mood in that room with those kids in there and just our opportunity to work together to uh, do great things for the state of North Dakota.